Welcome to Walking with Freya, a journey through special needs parenting. This podcast is a place for parents and caregivers of children with special needs to share stories, the very real struggles and challenges we face, along with the inevitable love and joy these children have brought into our lives. This is a place for unapologetic honesty, well-intentioned laughter, and endless support. A safe place for us to learn, share, discuss, and help each other navigate this often unexpected journey. Be kind, be supportive, and when you can, keep the humor. My name is Annie, and welcome to Walking with Freya. Hey friends, welcome back to Walking with Freya. If you've been here before, if you haven't been here before, then welcome. We are glad that you're here. So I am recording this in a new space. It is, it's a closet that I have tried to convert into a recording, little recording studio, which that's not the right word because it's a closet that fits a stool and a desk. And it's covered in egg crates and soundproofing foam and blankets. And I'm not convinced that it sounds better than my clothes closet, but we will give this a try. And so if you have any feedback, let me know. And I'm going to keep trying to make this, this, the sound quality better. So that's where I'm at now. And if you're wondering if I sound a little different, perhaps that's why. So I just want to, I wanted to make this one personal, this episode, because, you know, I've been doing a lot of interviews. The last few months have been episodes of interviews that I've done with other mothers and interviews with people that work in the world of special needs. And they've all been beautiful stories and lots of great information. And I'm really grateful for all of it. But I just wanted to get back to kind of the roots of this podcast for a moment, the Walking with Freya, and talk about Walking with Freya and talk about what's going on in our lives and get back to the uh, roots of our story. So hopefully, um, I know that I get a lot of feedback that you guys seem to appreciate this part of it. And so I hope that's, that's true for many of you, if not all of you, because that's what I have to offer today. I do also actually have an email to share. A woman got in touch with me. Um, she's from England and she raised a son and she has something to share about him. So she Uh, sent me an email and I will read that closer to the end of this episode. First off, I just want to say I've been talking about this writing journal that I'm creating and I am, it's within like a week or two of publishing and I'm really excited about it. And I know I keep talking about it, but I'm I'm trying to get the hype up and, uh, and I really have been working on it, been putting a lot of work into it. I'm in two groups. Now I'm in a writing group and they've been giving me feedback on the pieces. And then I'm also now in a mastermind, which is um, like for women with, uh, thankfully the other women in, in the group have more business sense than I do. So it's about like marketing and promoting. And sadly, I don't think that I bring too much to that group because I'm more of just create, but they're giving me good ideas on how to get it out there to you all. So, um, I will be at the end of this episode, I will be sharing one of the writing prompts with you just to give you kind of a taste of what it is. And also, um, cause I, I really think it's healing and helpful to write about our experience, which is 
the whole reason why I created this writing journal because I have always gotten so much from writing my own experience and I would love to help you all tell your stories and write your stories and find whatever healing and processing through that that you can. So that is the intention of the writing journal. So if you stick through to the end of the episode, I will share not only that email, but then also um, a writing prompt. Uh, So, hmm, I'm not really sure where to begin. I mean, it's been a while since I've come on to talk about Freya and, you know, things have come up. I mean, she's doing wonderfully as as she usually does. She is learning to read, which is very exciting. And um, she's happy. And she just started a theater class with her sister. They've only gone like three times and there will be a performance in April or May. And I'm really excited to see that. I think it'll be good for her to be up on stage and to, I'm hoping that this will help with her projection of her voice, you know, being louder and being more sure and being more clear and uh, hopefully being more confident. And so there's that. And uh, we saw, we went to her endocrinology appointment recently and her BMI was stable which if you know about PWS, either you have a PWS child, Prader-Willi syndrome, uh, a child with Prader-Willi syndrome, or you have listened to the podcast and know a little bit about it. You know how important it is to maintain a healthy BMI because that is one of the biggest struggles. So that appointment went well in that her BMI was stable, but the woman who she sees, she's not a doctor she's not an endocrinologist um I don't remember the acronym but she is like a specialized nurse uh so she did say that Freya was overweight three times and that was obnoxious as hell because I mean I think Freya looks great she saw the specialist this summer who said she's not as worried about her weight that you know it's more it's more important to be healthy and happy and you know I like to go with that and Freya is definitely not obese um, and to say, you know, I, th- I thought one time was a little too much, but three times, especially and in front of her, uh, that really didn't sit well with me. But I think that happens at times or often with doctors is they are so committed to making sure that you have the information that you need, that they don't really think about maybe the delivery or its effect on us. So there you go. But we went and got Freya's blood work after that, and then she got a treat, which she always says she's very excited to get her blood work because then she gets like some jello or something. Um, but the lab lost her blood, and so we have to do it again. So, you know. <laughs> oh, and then, oh, the bureaucracy of insurance and um, getting the growth hormone this last time was horrendous. she's been on it for six years now and usually it's a piece of cake and every now and then for whatever reason somebody doesn't do the right paperwork and then it's just a disaster and so it was a week of giving her her shots all you know every other day trying to space it out so that you know she wouldn't have to just go cold turkey while we're waiting for the right people to do the right paperwork and get it to the right place so all that's been happening and three of the main things that I wanted to bring up that have been struggles. Uh, one, so I do want to say that this is actually, uh, this is going to be maybe an interactive podcast, although 
I am recording it and it's not live, so it's not interactive in the moment, but I am looking for advice or tips or resources on any of the things that I'm bringing up. I would really like uh, for anyone who has some wisdom to share to please share it. Send me an email if you have experienced any of this, if you have any advice, if you know of any good resources. Uh, Maybe you know somebody I should interview. So whatever I'm, the things that I'm about to bring up to talk about, if you have any suggestions or advice, please let me know so we can share it. Uh, Not only for me, I need, I need help, um, but also for the world at large, for this community. Like this is, you know, what I want to be doing is, uh, is spreading information that is useful and helpful to all of us. And I keep bumping into an egg crate. I apologize if you can hear that. Okay, so the first struggle is a very normal, typical struggle of siblings. Uh, Just her and her little sister, Rona, have been fighting a lot, and it's really frustrating. And I imagine it's frustrating anyway between two siblings that are fighting. But then to see some of the characteristics of Freya's disorder coming out and that seeing her little sister getting frustrated with those Um, That makes it a little bit harder just, you know, because some of it doesn't necessarily seem fair. And I've had this issue and I think I've brought it up uh, with her older sister who who has this really strong sense of justice. And, you know, is trying to get everyone in this house to understand that Freya works a little differently and and myself included. I'm still trying to figure it out and understand and, and reading more about it. So they've been arguing a lot, and that's really frustrating. You know, one thing I did say, I, sh- I sat them down the one day, and I showed them, I have all these beautiful pictures of when they were babies and when they were little kids, uh, like little, little toddlers and stuff. And I have pictures of them sleeping in the same bed, all snuggled up, pictures of them holding hands in their car seats, and it's really sweet. So I showed them those pictures, and I said, See, you girls used to love each other so much. And used to be so kind to each other. And I really, I've missed that. And and I love it when you can do that. And I think that you both benefit from that. So, you know, I kind of put that idea in their head. And then I think it was the next day I was driving them to school and they started arguing about something. And so I <laughs> I got frustrated. I said, that's it. Hold hands. Hold, hold each other's hands. And they just kind of looked at me and I was like, I mean it. I want you to hold hands right now. And they did. They held hands and, you know, they were kind of, they seemed, uh, you know, Rona seemed a little annoyed at first, and then they were kind of amused. And then we moved on, and they held hands all the way to school. We've talked. We sang. It was it was great. It was way better than the alternative that I've tried, which is just yelling at them for fighting. That, that doesn't go well, as you can imagine. I'm sure many of you have tried that. And if it does work, it doesn't work in the way that it teaches a lesson. Um, even if it stops it for the moment, it makes us feel better. So, yeah, so that's one of the things that's been going on. Another one, which is, you know, it's just, it's peer related. It's all, uh, kids in school. There is one girl in the class who Freya keeps telling me is being mean to her. And I know this girl is not nice to a lot of the kids in the class. So I know it's not specifically Freya, but, um, 
you know, what their first grade, their first grade, they're seven and eight year olds. And it's hard. You know, I've tried to be diplomatic with Freya and say, well, you know, at this age, everyone is still learning how to be friends and they're learning how to properly be in a group and include everyone. And so, you know, just be, be patient with her and don't take it personally because I know it happens with other kids too. And, but she just keeps having these, these stories to tell me. And they're not stories. Like, it's not bullying. There's not this elaborate thing going on. But it'll be like, you know, she's playing. This girl is playing and Freya wants to play. And she says, no, you can't. Or, you know, there's no room for you. Or, you know, just things like that. And which is annoying. And I mean, honestly, okay, I'm, I'm sitting here and, I, and I'm feeling calm about it right now. But <laughs> I do have to say... Uh, if you know, if I'm being honest, like there, I have that desire to to pull that little girl aside and whisper some, you know, um, wittily veiled and uh, of course empty threats, you know, to get her to be a nicer person to Freya. But I'm not going to do that. Of course, I would probably get in a lot of trouble, and it wouldn't do anything. I don't know that it would it would solve anything. But I know the girl's parents. Um, I mean, not well, but they. You know, they seem they seem like really good parents, loving and kind. And so I don't know. It's the whole nature nurture thing. Like, is it just her personality, or what? You know, what does this what does this little girl need to be nicer? I don't know. I'm trying to be diplomatic. It's hard to watch, and it's I understand that it's maybe not a personal thing towards Fred, but when you have a child who already has so many challenges and then something like this is happening and they're talking about it at home, they're coming home with these stories, it's hard. It's, I don't really know what to do. Um, we have a, we have our parent teacher conferences coming up soon. So, um, I was going to bring it up then. And so I've just taken to telling Freya, uh, you know, just don't like, if somebody's mean to you, do you want to hang out with them? No, I don't. I want, I want to hang out with people that are nice to me. And there are kids in the class that are a lot more aware of including Freya and reach out to her and seem to enjoy interacting with her. So, And she knows who they are, and she says them by name. And so, you know, I say, yeah, hang out with those kids. Don't, don't bother hanging out with somebody that doesn't seem like they want to hang out with you. It's a waste of your time. And which is maybe easier said than done, especially at this age, or maybe especially with this disorder. I don't know, because we went to a function just this weekend, and that little girl was there. And I watched Freya follow her around, trying to get her attention. And I watched this little girl continuously look at Freya without responding, and then turn and walk away. And it made me so angry. And I kept trying to get Freya distracted. I kept saying, Freya, come here, come dance with me. Freya, let's do this. But she just wanted to, to follow this little girl around. And I don't know if part of the draw was because the little girl is so just aloof or, you know, ah, it just feels so manipulative or just, I don't know what it is. But, um, yeah, if you, I don't know if any of you have encountered any of anything like this. I'm sure you have. It seems like a pretty typical uh, child thing to do. I mean, I, I know it's a part of growing, and that's why I said I try and be diplomatic and remind Freya, like, she's still learning how to be friends, you know, just be patient with her. But I also think, you know, it's okay to just 
avoid her. So yeah, if you have any advice, I would definitely appreciate that. And I'll uh, keep you updated. I'll let you know what's going on with that. And the last thing I wanted to bring up, which is going to be another episode because it's a much bigger topic. And I'm about to hopefully get a lot of information on this topic. So Freya is starting to have some um, obsessive compulsive tendencies, which is a very typical part of Prader-Willi syndrome. And uh, one that I've read over and over again, uh, you know, in these stories on on Facebook, these posts. And uh, so I'm not I'm not surprised by it. But I'm also realized that I'm not prepared for it. <laughs> I, I, I haven't read up on it yet. And so I was trying to do a little bit of research for this, uh, for this episode. I, it was originally going to be an episode just on this. But I wanted to kind of fill you all in on our little Freya and what she's doing. But um, I am going to, in a week, a week and a half, I'm going to my first conference uh, for Prader-Willi syndrome, and it is just a behavioral conference. It's a just a one-day conference, but they will be talking about stubbornness, perseveration, and I believe will, and I hope we'll get into uh, the OCD tendencies. Um, I don't even know if I should say OCD because that's an actual disorder. So this is obsessive compulsive tendencies, and so the way that looks in Freya is that she is. Uh, you know, the kitchen mat. She has to adjust the kitchen mat in front of the sink. And she fixes the napkins on the table. And it's just these little things. She's not, you know, doing the, like, flipping light switches three times before she leaves the room. But she does like to have things straightened and a little more ordered. And the... Which I realize is are things that I do. I do that a lot. Like, I'm, you know, I kind of joke about it. And then I'll be standing there talking to her. And I realize that I lean over and I push, you know, the little thing sticking out of the drawer. I push, I push that in, then I close the drawer. You know, I, I, it's really making me aware of all the little things that I do. But when I see Freya doing it because of her disorder, because I know the potential for where this can go and the thing, um, that can be a little alarming is that I can't pull her away from it at times. Like sometimes we have to leave the house. Like we got to go right now. It's time for school. So we got to get out of here. And it's just, she just can't. And the more I push, the more she has to adjust and straighten the chair. And I know that at school it happens too, and perhaps even more so at school because uh, she really has to have her chair. Every time she goes to her chair, she has to have that lined up just perfectly. And so it's things like that. It's nothing that seems too alarming. And, you know, it's kind of at this point we kind of joke about it, like, uh, oh, good, well, I'm going to have help uh, with the house, uh, with the housework or whatever. But... It's something that I definitely need to address because I don't want it to get any worse. I don't want it to be anything that, that keeps her from living her life. And so one of the things that I've been trying to do is just saying, Freya, it's okay. Things, Life will go on. Everything will be fine. If you leave, just put the pencil down. Leave it right there. Leave the book the way it is. Everything will be fine. I mean, she doesn't stop doing it. She's, you know, I'm saying that as she's adjusting the book and then we can go. But, you know, I'm just trying to put that idea in her head. And like I said, I'm really hoping to get some good 
advice or um, ways to deal with it at this conference. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to have a a much more uh, organized episode on that. So if you have any resources, same, you know, the same with like dealing with peers, if you have any good resources or uh, suggestions, please send those my way. And for any of these, you can just email me walkingwithfreya at gmail.com. So if you have any any suggestions or uh, wisdom to impart. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to the OCD tendencies, the OC tendencies, excuse me, at a later date. So I was looking at PWS behavior and, and ways to cope. And, and I don't know why it makes me laugh. It shouldn't make me laugh. But the first thing they say for everything is to remain calm just handle everything calmly because as soon as you start getting upset and worked up then they get even more worked up and more upset and it makes me laugh because I'm not a calm (laughs) parent (laughs) or person I don't know I'm learning though I am learning I am learning to take breaths I am learning to let things go for the moment, I'm learning to be more patient and be more calm, but um, it's hard. And so when it's just laid out there like that, like, oh, oh yeah, just be calm. Oh, okay, sure. Um, my children are screaming at each other and uh, one can't leave the house until the chair is totally straightened and all the books are tidied up and we're 10 minutes late and one of them is whining and yeah, I'm totally calm. I got this. <laughs> okay. Sorry. This is my little tangent. Oh, perhaps I should write these out in the future. Um, I also, before we go, I just want to, if you haven't listened to the episode before this with Sonia's story about move, play, thrive and the rhythmic movements and the therapy that I've been doing with Freya, um, definitely check that out because the I mean I the therapy itself blew me away and then doing the interview and learning more about it and why it worked and who it works for which is pretty much everybody um, was really fascinating and inspiring and actually I just did a little bit m- myself this morning because I was feeling some anxiety coming on and so I laid down I took a few minutes and I just did some of the movements and and I was able to get up and and get on with the rest of my day uh, definitely check that out and I will put a link in the show notes again to get to uh, Sonia's website and I will also put a link in the show notes in the excuse me the show notes uh, to sign up for the mailing list for the email list I uh, for those of you that have signed up already you know that I'm not bombarding you with emails I've sent one email I mean you get the introductory email but then I've sent one email since then um and this is a way to get a little extra, um, get, you know, some kind of first access to some things. You get a little more personal details, a little more personal stories, and it's a way to, to interact on a more personal level. So uh, you can do that. Follow the link in the show notes, or you can go to my website, annefricky.com, A-N-N-E-F-R-I-C-K-E. Dot com and you'll find a way to sign up for the Walking with Freya community newsletter. And if you're interested in my writing, which that would be awesome, uh, there's also a way to sign up for my author newsletter. 
So now I would like to get to this email. And this email is from a woman named Sylvia. And she lives in England. She reached out to me after seeing something on, I don't remember now, it was through Instagram. I think maybe I responded to her. She responded to me. But uh, yeah, we started talking via email. And I invited her to come on the podcast. And maybe she will at some point. But what she felt comfortable with this time was just sending me an email. And uh, so I'm going to read that. So for any of you, if you have something that you would like to share or any part of your story, I'm, I'm happy to read anything also. If you are not feeling comfortable coming on the podcast or speaking on the podcast, um, you know, send me an email, uh, you know, you can write something and I'll, and I'll read it. I'm happy to do that. So, um, yeah. So Sylvia, uh, is telling me about her son and son, her son is named James Hopwood, and he just published a book, and it's called Through the Eyes of an Indigo. And this is, um, I believe it's mostly a photography book. So first, I'm just going to read this email. So Sylvia lives in England. She lives in Cambridgeshire. My uh, British friend told me how to say it. I always want to say Shire. It's Cambridgeshire close I mean that's as close as I can get and uh yeah so here is the email about her son and she's just giving some advice and some positive thoughts to all of you beautiful parents out there on your journey I feel it's important for mothers raising a child with similar difficulties to be supported my main message I want to try to convey is never give up hope believe in yourself as a parent Know that a mother's love is unconditional. You will survive the trauma of teenage years. Mothers know their, chi- their children best. Find a sense of humor. Take any support you can find. For ADHD children, do not confront. Hands off and let them talk. Try to view the world from their eyes. They are clever, inspiring, creative, non-conforming to society rules, wild, free and brave souls. One of the most helpful things I learned at a three-day conference in Cardiff City on children with special needs, behavior, and coping was being told, do not apologize for your child's behavior. Do not feel guilty when your child plays up or gets into trouble with the law. This was a big turning point for me. Be strong for the wonderful person your child will become. I want to keep it positive, but I'm willing to answer the difficult questions of reality. Yes, my son was very difficult to raise. Yes, he was expelled from mainstream schools. Best help we got was when he attended a special needs school. He could not keep to rules. He alienated friendships, yet craved for a buddy best friend. These kids feel rejected, isolated, and most of all are very misunderstood. The teenage years, leaving school with no grades, were the most difficult. My son was attracted to the wrong crowd. The drinking, the gang culture, a lot of time being used by older boys as the joker of the pack, set up to do dares for their entertainment but left to take the consequences when caught. He was beaten up on several occasions, got in trouble through petty crime, being in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people. The worst night of my life was a knock on my door at 2.30 a.m. by two police officers. 
he had crashed his new motorcycle bad, head-on into a central reservation barrier. No vehicles involved, broken foot and smashed bone and arm. Severed nerves to hand, operations and permanent nerve damage. A true survivor. His book is about a bad boy turned good. He found his creative outlet through photography, passed his driving test first time, went off exploring the mountains of Snowdonia, living in a rooftop box tent last summer with his rucksack and camera in hand. He found his peace and freedom. December, he produced his first book. January 2019, started his dream job working for a tree import-export planting company in Woodlands, growing, moving, and planting the tree stock, working outdoors in the environment he loves. My beautiful 24-year-old son made his way. Your child will too. Blessings to all. Sylvia. So thank you to Sylvia for sharing that. I really love that story. I love the honesty of the struggle. Excuse me. I love the honesty of the struggles and how hard it was to raise him. And I love the the way it all got turned around and, and his new successes and his, and his new path in life. And so if you're interested in checking out his book, it is called Through the Eyes of an Indigo. And I will put a link in the show notes so you can uh, follow that pretty easily. And the description is um, a troubled man turning his life around for the goodness of his own. He decides to travel to the Welsh mountains with his camera, but soon starts losing track of time. Ah, I love it. I love it. I can't wait to check it out. So, yeah, if you're in a, interested in that and if you would like to be supportive of James Hopwood and his journey and his success, then definitely check that out. Follow the, the link in the show notes. So now I am going to, I'm going to, I'm going to head out. <laughs> I'm going to stop rambling and I'm going to leave you all with a writing prompt. And just uh, one quick reminder to rate and review the podcast and uh, share it with your friends. That's one of the things the podcasters that I listen to, who are way more in the know, have been telling their audiences that studies have found the the number one way that podcasts grow and get out there is uh, by people telling their friends about it. So if you can think of one person to share this podcast with after you're done listening or right now. Um, yeah, send them, send them a link, tell them about a, an episode that you think they should check out. And, uh, I would be grateful. We can get this community growing. So for now, I'm going to get out of this room. That's bugging my throat. And I'm going to leave you with a writing prompt. So as, and when I, in this writing journal, um, I do have a, the beginning section is, explains some of my tips for creating a nice writing environment. And uh, for those of you who don't have a regular practice of writing, I will share mine with you. I now set my alarm. I get up at 5.45 a.m. because my daughter has to be at school by 7 for orchestra. So I get up at 5.45 a.m. I go downstairs. I turn on the coffee pot. I drink lemon water and take my allergy pill. <laughs> And 
but I don't turn my phone on. I do not turn my phone on. And I open my notebook and I write a page. And I try and keep it to the page. Not, no more, no less. And I don't have any ideas of what I'm going to write about before I write about. But um, it's the, t- the house is quiet then. Everyone is still asleep. I really love the smell of the coffee as I'm writing. And, uh, you know, as, the, as we get more into spring, I'll be watching the sun come up during that time. I guess more summer, but so yeah, so that is my writing practice. So find, find a space, find a time that works for you. And, uh, definitely I'll keep you informed when this writing journal comes out. That's another good reason to get on the email list because you'll find out before you won't have to wait for the podcast episodes to come out to hear about it. And I'm really excited to share it with you all. So, but for now, here is a writing prompt. So, uh, you know, whenever you're ready or just, you know, write jot it down real quick. And then whenever you have a moment, sit with it and then write. And so the prompt is, if you could go back to the moment you received the diagnosis with the knowledge and the experience that you have since gained, what would you say to yourself in that moment? Hopefully that writing prompt is inspiring to some of you or to all of you. And maybe um, you can revisit a moment that at the time was uh, probably fairly heartbreaking. Um, and, uh, you know, find, find a way out of that heartbreak and to the, to the joy of the beautiful life that, that you're living. So thank you all for hanging in there with me. Hope the sound quality is good and uh, I will keep working on that and yes I will come back with some more structured uh, episodes Um, I do have some interviews to to put out also so um, anyway I hope everyone is doing wonderfully and making it through facing those those challenges one at a time and taking deep breaths in between and enjoying the life so thank you all for being here I want to ask a favor. Are you finding these stories helpful? Are you finding comfort in knowing that you are not alone on your journey? That we all experience frustrations and grief and confusion along with the joys and the laughter and the smiles? Can you help me spread the word so that others can be a part of this community we are creating? So they too can have the opportunity to find acceptance inspiration, comfort, and connection through these stories. In your community, your special needs community, can you share this podcast? Is there an episode that really speaks to you or perhaps discusses an issue you know a friend or peer is grappling with? Send them the link to the episode. Tell them how to find it. I am sharing the word on Instagram and Facebook and in my special needs community, but I need your help also. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. It's one press of a button, and that will be sure that you get the newest episodes as they come out, along with getting this podcast higher on the charts. Please rate the podcast and leave a review. This also helps get the podcast noticed by more people, some of whom may really need to hear these stories. 
And also remember that if you would like to share your story, you can email me at walkingwithfreya at gmail.com. Get in touch with me, let me know that you want to share it, and we will figure out how we can do that. I really and truly believe in what it is that I am doing here. I know what benefits can come from sharing our stories, our own reflection, a deeper understanding of our journey, an acceptance, a newfound hope, movement through the grief, connections, and compassion. All of these are such positive aspects that we gain when we share our stories, when we listen to others share theirs, and we become a part of this community. So thank you for your help in getting this podcast out into the world. Thank you for listening to my story. Thank you for sharing your story. And thanks for being a part of this special needs community. Because we all need each other. Thanks for being here.